Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Training Ground Podcast with your host, Kevin Berry. In episode 17 of the Training Ground Podcast, Kevin is speaking with Mikey Rowe. Mikey is a professional soccer player with Galway United who plays in the League of Ireland First Division. Mikey is also a soccer recruitment specialist and helps place soccer players at universities across America. In this episode, they discuss the differences between American and Irish universities and colleges, Mikey's experience playing after college in the U.S., his return to Ireland and transition to Galway United, why he decided to get into the soccer recruitment world, and some considerations and questions to ask college soccer coaches prior to committing to a university. Mikey will also be giving other tips for youth players wanting to go play college soccer in America. Appreciate you coming on. Can you tell us how you first got involved in youth football? I remember seeing your name um, when you were playing with Watford United at the time um, in the League of Ireland, but what were your steps up to that? So I I grew up in uh, just outside a village called Campoyle in Wexford. Um, <clears throat> would have started playing there when I was, you know, four or five. And, um, you know, my parents were always, always big in sport. I came from, you know, a sporting family. So um, I suppose it was just natural. And then, just talked to it like a duck to water, really, and, and really enjoyed it the whole way up. So um, I actually stayed with with Campbell United until I was until I was seventeen, turning eighteen, and that's you know when I made the move to Watford. So you know the whole way up, I was just really playing with my friends in in Campbell, and and that's exactly what I wanted to do at the time, and something I'd recommend to a lot of kids because I think there's so much pressure on lads these days to move to to academies when they're 14, 15 years old, be it in the League of Ireland or, or move across. And I, I think you just need to let kids enjoy it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, glad that's the the path I took. And and as you said, yeah, I moved to Waterford in in 2014. And, and that's that's where I ended up at that point. Yeah, it's actually not unusual um, for a lot of teams to have, like, or a lot of kids have four or five different clubs now before they're 16. Um, it seems to be a trend almost, but... Uh, like yourself, I had only one or two clubs growing up as well. Um, so when you did play for Warford, when was kind of the first big picture thought in your head that, you know, maybe not not that things weren't working out for you, but that you were looking for another option um, as far as going to America for college and playing at the same time? So when I went into Warford, circumstances had it that, you know, there was a lot of first-team players leaving at the time. Um so a lot of younger lads were were playing lots of first team games, and during the under nineteen season that I was playing at Watford, you know, I was playing first team as well, and um, that was between twenty fourteen twenty fifteen, and then you know the the starts and the appearances started to dry up a little for me um, as the nineteen season came to an end. So then you're kind of stuck in that in that place where you're not really playing football because you know you're stuck in that gap between nineteens and first team football and. Ideally, I would have had a 21s league or a 23 league to go in and play, but you know that's not the case here at the minute. So, um, you know, I needed something to almost resurrect those those pro dreams I had, and and um, America was the perfect option for that. It was something I had never even thought of doing. You know, I was massive home bird, so it was something I didn't even consider. You know, England was all that was on my mind up to the age of 18 or 19, and then you know if you're not playing regularly in in the League of Ireland, England is is a very tough place to get to. So that's, I suppose, it was really one last crack of the whip for me to to try something different and almost a backdoor into into pro football, which it which it turned out to be. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think a similar story to Paddy Fitzgerald, who was on a couple of months back. Um, he was with Watford uh, maybe a year or two after you were. Um, mm-hmm. So when you were looking at America, um, there, there's a lot of different factors that go into, you know, where you did end up. Um, what were some things that you initially looked at as far as um, were you looking at some things online or um, looking out to people that have made the trip before you, things like that? To be completely honest, Kevin, I, I didn't look at anything. Not one thing. I, I had no idea where I was going. I'm, um, this was in like April or May. And I, it was actually Paddy Fitzgerald who he spoke of. Um, he was going over and we were playing together at Watford at the time and, and Ross Fitzpatrick as well. Um, and it was just a consultant, scholarship consultant that had come to watch them play. Um, you know, seeing me and asked me that I want to go and you know, I had to make a really quick decision. I think I only had two or three days because the offer was there and I needed to take it or leave it. And I took it. And, you know, I will say the coach that I had in college was excellent in terms of of um, of explaining everything to me. But, you know, I had absolutely no knowledge or, or yeah. anything of what I was getting myself into, to be completely honest. And um, so I suppose that's, you know, why I've gotten involved in consulting myself is to you know, have a personal relationship with players that are going over and really prepare them for what's ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. So is it safe to say then when you did go over, you were mostly for the football and maybe school was secondary or what were your oh, thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%. I, I wouldn't even put school secondary at the start, to be honest. It wasn't even really a factor for me. You know, I went over to play football and that was it. And you soon realise how important the academic side of things are because... One, you're going to get a college degree, which is, you know, invaluable after you finish playing football. And and two, if you don't get, take care of your academics over there, you know, football is not even going to be a possibility because, you know, you're not going to be able to play or, or you potentially lose scholarship. So for the first probably six months, I really took it easy on the academic side and it was all football. But, you know, once I found that balance, I never looked back. And it's just a piece of advice I can I can give the players going over now because you don't want to get behind on academics that's the last thing you need to do absolutely yeah there's a lot of money at stake as well um in that what was your actual transition like as far as playing goes from uh first team or under 19s in league of ireland to college soccer was it comparable a little bit less or even the the um duration of the season only playing you know two and a half three months of the year how was that transition for you yeah it was a strange one i suppose because you know i I wasn't sure what to expect um, from playing, you know, first team League of Ireland. I thought I was going to go over and drop down a level when you hear college. That's, I suppose, your initial thoughts just based on, on college football over here. But that definitely wasn't the case. You know, if anything, it was it was going up a notch. And the coach made it, made it clear to me that was going to be the case because, you know, Young Harris are a top-end D2, D2 team every year. And... Um, Physically, I suppose, I, I did struggle with that side of the game. And that's not just... I mean, strength was one, definitely. Pace, power. A lot of powerful players over in America. Um, and then, yeah, the length of the season, you know, you're playing maybe two, three times a week. And probably physically, I wasn't I wasn't adjusting to that very well in my first season. I, I'd play maybe well on a Wednesday. And then, you know, I'd struggle on a Friday because I'm still sore from the game Wednesday. And you start yeah. to get used to these things... Um, over three or four years but as you say like there's loads of loads of little different factors to take into the adjustment it's not just case you're playing football in one country and then going to the other there's so many different factors including 
you know, the heat and stuff like that. Yeah, can we get into that a little bit? And uh, as far as the scheduling goes with um, being at a Division Two school, um, kind of what games were you playing? Who were you playing against? Kind of what the schedule was from there? And maybe we can go into some specific advice then for, for people that might be in, you know, your position uh, six years ago and such. Yeah, so we were in the Peachbell Conference with Young Harris, which was, you know, a conference down in in the southeast, which is, you know, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, places like that. Um, so, you know, we'd have our conference rivals, I suppose, were, were Lander, North Georgia. Um, we're up there as well, and, and Francis Marion, teams like that. And then, you know, as we progressed, you'd, you'd always go play teams in Florida, whether it was, you know, Lynn, Barry, PBA, teams like that. So, you know, Pfeiffer were really good the first year. Before they dropped the D3, they were, you know, national champions. So, you know, those were some of the games. Um, Southeast was always really, really competitive. But, you know, I think that's why, you know, Young Irish produces so many pros every year because, you know, you're playing competitive games all the time. And um, and that's what Mark McKeever really stresses when you go in there. Like, it, it is sink or swim when you go to to a top university because, as you said, there's a lot of money, there's a lot of scholarship on the line and you have to be successful because it's a successful programme and, and I suppose it's that that cutting edge from from the coach and that striving for excellence every single year, which is, which is so important. So for me, I ended up, definitely ended up at the right place. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. Um, if anyone is trying to find, you know, their perfect fit, uh, what are some big picture considerations? Obviously, it depends on the kid, but um, looking back now, what are, are some things that maybe you should have looked into? Um, you know, thankfully, it worked out for you, but it uh, might not be the case for everyone. Yeah, I, I think, number one, I think probably the most important, if, if you're going over there for football, you know, yeah, um, you know, you need to be on the same page as the coach. And th those initial conversations are are important because... If you're looking to go over there and play every week, but you know the coach has it in his head that you're going to be, you know, a squad player, you might not play that much. You probably need to look into that before you choose to go to that school. You know, I, I was lucky. My my goals and ambitions lined up exactly with with the coach's goals and ambitions for me, and and it was that kind of trust over the four years that that probably got me to where I wanted to be. So that is number one, so important because you know if if a player goes to college, everything can be right. But if you're not playing football at the end of the day, that's what makes the majority of footballers most happy. So, you know, all the external factors can be there. But, you know, if you're not playing football at the end of the day, it can be it can be tough, especially being away from home. Um, so, yeah, that's number one for me. And then, you know, the academics is another thing. If you want to, you know, if you want to end up doing a degree in education, then you're going to need to go to a, somewhere that offers a degree in education. Um just another thing to look at because you know not all schools offer all majors so that's something to look at location a lot of Irish players you know a lot of players I speak to you know say they have their yeah, relatives here or they have you know grandparents cousins here and maybe they want to be closer to them so maybe that you know closes closes their options a little bit but if you know if they want to want to really refine in on location then then that's fine as well and something something that's there to be looked at but yeah I would say it depends what you're going over for really if it's the playing side of things then you've got to make sure that that your views and the coach's views line up before you go over so it's important just to have those on, honest conversations really 
Mm-hmm. Um, on the academic side, then, what did you end up graduating in? And kind of, it's hard to compare because you know I, I assume you didn't go to college at home. But how do you think the the standard of education is over here? Yeah, I I, I actually went to WIT for a year before I went. Oh, to o- okay, yeah. How oh. how was the comparison then? It was a lot harder to be completely honest in WIT. Um, I think it might have just been the you know the way the academic system is set up in Ireland. You know, I I done um sport and rec sport and rec in, in WIT and um you know I go to class every every day or whatever and you go go to class for the whole semester three four months and then you got one exam at the end um and I just I don't think that's the right way of doing it to be completely honest like it's you're you know you're almost it's almost a memory test you're regurgitating three four months worth of of information and yeah. you know I, I I don't know right I passed everything but I didn't have enough interest to to probably even get a degree whether it was over three four years I just didn't like that system then you know when I went to the states it was it's all continuous assessment you know you're you're in a class of, of 30 lads or or 30 30 people should I say um so you're in a class and you know the teacher personally you know the professor personally and you know you're tested maybe once once every every week or two and it's it's chapter based so it's not just one big big exam pass or fail you know it's um it's a lot more achievable to get a degree and and learn as you go along and i really do think the american system is is the way to go in terms of college education to be honest yeah no it makes sense i'm with you on that uh my sister was in college in uh, WIT at the same time I was in college here. And, uh, yeah, she was uh, a little frustrated with the, the format that they had. But um, so did you uh, have a full four years then at Young Harris? And kind of what was your transition out of college like then? Um, you know, I've been kind of following a little bit from a distance as such. Uh, one of my former teammates and, and you played together at Tormenta. But what was that transition out of college? Was it easy for you or was that an adjustment period again? Yeah, it was. Um, and so, I, yeah, I had the full four seasons at Young Irish. So I actually, I went in August 2015, graduated in December 2018. Um, so, yeah, I had a had a very good senior season as it was. And, um, and then I signed for, for Tormenta in January. Um, really good club, really good people there. And, and, you know, I really enjoyed my time there. It was, I suppose, the biggest transition for me was, you know, going from, from being the captain at, at Young Harris and, and being one of the, the main men and to going to Tormenta where, you know, it's 21, 22 pros in the squad and, you know, it, I didn't have that status anymore. And, you know, I, I would have liked to think, because I knew what I was getting myself into, I would have liked to think that it didn't affect me. But I suppose looking back, I, I probably did struggle with that transition a little bit. You know, it's, it's something that you probably know is coming, but maybe subconsciously you do let it affect you a bit so um yeah it was kind of you know over my two years of torment I was was kind of in and out of the team and it was different than than young Harris where I was you know playing every game and starting every game so you know that took took a little bit of getting used to so so that's probably the the biggest difference in the transition there was was just you know how going from being one of the main men at, at young Harris to being you know, just another, I suppose, member of the squad at, at Torment in, in playing terms. So, so yeah, that was the transition there. But, you know, I really, really enjoyed my time at Torment. And um, the group of lads there were just unbelievable. And, you know, the 
the staff there and, and owners were the owners especially were were unbelievable and you know I'm glad to say that I made friends for life at Tormenta because it was it was a really really good experience and and a really good good place to start your pro career as well. Oh, that's excellent to hear. I think Tormenta is one of the newer clubs in USL as well and it's one of the I think founder members of the new USL league is that right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, I think they were the founder member of of USL League One, and you know, I wasn't surprised with that because you know I played USL League Two there for for two summers when I was in college, and it was already such a professional setup. So to be completely honest, there wasn't much difference when when we went pro because it was always run really professionally. So it was. Um, so yeah, not great things coming for that club, and you know the stadium has been built and. I have no no doubt that it's going to be extremely successful over the next 5, 10, 20 years. That's fantastic. No, that's good stuff. Um, what would you say, again, putting you on the spot here a little bit, um, what was the standard like overall? Is it a little hit or miss game to game or is every game competitive? You know, if you're looking at, it's hard to say with League of Ireland now, I know you just got started, but um, what's the comparison there as such? Yeah, it's different in terms of of playing styles especially you know it's USL League One it's it is it's hard it's hard to I don't know really know how to put it but you know a lot a lot more teams play out for the back is one I've noticed in in League of Ireland games that you know there's always somebody pressing there's always pressure on the ball it's probably just not possible in America because you can't sustain a high press for for yeah. 90 minutes in that heat so you probably do have a, a bit more time on the ball in in the USL in America and um you know it's a lot more direct in in Ireland which is which is how it's always been to be completely honest mm-hmm. and um I wouldn't go as far as saying I prefer one or the other they're just different and um it's hard it's, it's also hard to say like which one suits me better but you know I enjoyed my time in the USL and, and now that I'm back in the League of Ireland I kind of Oh, I need to adapt to the to the change of style and and kind of do as well as I can with it. But you know, I am I am really enjoying my time at Galway right now, and mm-hmm. you know we're looking forward to the start of the season here as well. So so look, they're in exciting times to be fair. That's excellent. Oh, good stuff. Um, obviously you're from Wexford yourself, um, but you ended up at Galway United this year in the League of Ireland First Division. Um, how was pre-season um, for that, or was there an adjustment with you know uncertainty with COVID and um, I know we're a couple of games in now, so it seems to be playing out okay. Yeah, I mean, we were meant to... So I came home in November, um, signed for Galway at the end of November, and then uh, we were meant to get back the 4th of January. So that was our report report day to Galway and, and start pre-season. Then, you know, we're, we get on a Zoom call at the end of December and, and we're told we're not back until the 1st of February because the league has been pushed back a month. So, you know, that's... I suppose that's tough to take when you've got a date circled and and then you're you're doing more running on your own for a month, which, which yeah. nobody really likes. Um, but yeah, thankfully, you know, we got in with or we got in the first of February and everything's been going going fine so far. And you know, we've obviously got a COVID officer that that looks after the rules and regulations, and you know, we take care of we take care of that side of things as well. So, you know, I think when it's you know it is it is a job, so it's there's people's livelihoods on the line and you know that's I suppose why we do take such good care because you know we want to we want to play games and get on with the season because ultimately you know that that is what what we want to do and what makes us happiest at the end of the day as well.
Absolutely. Hopefully you can get you back in the Premier Division as well. I know it's a main goal this year, of course. Yeah, 100%. Uh, just uh, along with football as well, I suppose, on the, the personal side for you, um, recently working with a company um, for recruiting services uh, for international students, primarily, I, I would assume, right, Irish kids. Um, yeah, yeah. Can, can you talk us, talk us through uh, who you're working for and kind of how that came about for you and what the big picture goals are? Yeah, so I I came on board with um with Stephen Murray at the start of the year. And Stephen Murray has been has been essentially the passport soccer man here in Ireland for you know for ten years now. He's um in my opinion the most most reputable uh, consultant in Ireland. Um, and I actually met Stephen in Chicago um, in twenty eighteen. He was over at the convention. I was there as well, and and um. You know, I met him through my through my college coach, and um, you know, we we kind of just got chatting and chatting about what he's doing, my plans, was I ever going to come back to Ireland and stuff, and you know, because he went the he went the college route as well, played in college in America, played professionally in America, he's coached professionally, so um, he was another contact I made, and um, you know, I suppose I. I've kind of been annoying him for the last two years to, to get me involved in some capacity um, because I really, from speaking to him, I really enjoyed the way he done things. Um, his values line up with mine in terms of, in terms of honesty and, and giving kids the best platform and, and not, to be honest, just being in it for the right reasons. I think it's, it's so vitally important that the two of us are working together and both of us have come through the college route so we can give first-hand experience and um you know, both of us have made that transition to the pros as well, which is which mm -hmm. is vital experience for any any player going over. So, um, yeah, got him. I came home in in November, and and you know we had another chat, and and we um we said you know why not why not let's let's give it a shot. And you know I've been working with him since the start here now, and I love it. And um, yeah, I think I think over time we we can be really successful together. Like, um, because as I said, you know, we're in it for the right reasons, which is which is so important. Because you'll find out in this industry that you know not everybody is in it for the right reasons. So the fact that you know I can I can play full time with Galway and um, part time I can help players, you know, achieve achieve their goals and dreams and and essentially live out the opportunity that I got to live out is. Is something that that's really exciting, and you know I'm glad I can provide first-hand experience because you know if it wasn't something I had done or or something that I didn't enjoy, then you know I I mightn't have much to say. But I can confidently say you know it's the best decision any young player will ever make, and that's not just on the field. That's that's for their life in general as well because you know it is it is such a life-changing experience and opens up so many doors for them. Yeah, I think the insight is key. It's hard to look up on Google um, top tips for college in America, you know, or something like that. Um, you don't know what you're reading or who's writing it. But, um, you know, if there is a kid that's in this position right now, it's March, and they want to get to America um, by August, you know, obviously we'd recommend they, they reach out to you or pass for. But um, what are some other steps that they can take as far as maybe um, preparing for fitness tests or SATs, things like that as well? Yeah, so so the important thing now is is essentially you getting together, you know, highlight footage is obviously key. Um at this point, getting together highlight footage, um academics, whether it be leaving service results or 
or college transcripts, depending on whether they're going over after the leaving cert or going over after um, after transferring for maybe a year or two in college, or else you know going over after their degree to to pursue a master's. You know, there's so many options there. That's that's another really good thing about it. Um, in terms of the SAT, um, you know, there is SAT practice tests they can take and. You know, they're obviously going to be taking the test later in the year if they are going over. And then, you know, in terms of preparing for fitness tests, I think I think it's, it's it is a case of getting advice from someone that, that knows what they're talking about. Obviously, you know, you're you're about to open up your own gym and, and you know a lot of a lot about that side of it. So I think it's important to just get in touch with somebody that knows because you know, I, I think that's probably one of my regrets when I was 17, 18, you know, I was, um, I would do, I only started gym when I was 17, 18. I know a lot of the players that go to America, they've been in the gym since they were 14, 15. Yeah. Um, culture, all right. Yeah. yeah, you know, I never really wanted to, to ask the right people for help and getting help of the right people is, is such an underrated skill. You can, you know, you can ask so many people for help, but getting right, help of the right people is, is vital so you know just on that side of things that's and I think that's where you know the the experience you spoke of of, of myself and Stephen who, who have done it it's vital that a consultant knows knows that side of it as well and it's not just the administration side of things of you know crossing the t's and dotting the i's in terms of paperwork and stuff like that it is it's vital that you know I can tell players how to prepare physically as well, or or I can lead them to the right direction in terms of where to get programs to, to properly prepare. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's another advantage of of someone that's been through the route becoming a consultant, I suppose. No, that's great advice. And then just last question, kind of going off of that, um, have you noticed an increase or decrease in um, how many kids are are looking at America with you know COVID and other considerations as far as in person or online school? You know that might not be for them. Yeah, no, I think just in terms of educating people on the route, I think it is becoming more popular. Um, and I think it's it really is a ripple effect, you know, if, let's say, if one player from, from Limerick decides to go, then, you know, his mates all of a sudden see how well he's doing and how well he's getting on out there. And and then he or she might decide to go as well. And, and I think it really is that ripple effect because when I would have went in 2015, you know, I wouldn't have known anyone that went before. Whereas now social media is such a big thing. You can see, mm-hmm. you know, so many players that have gone before you and and it's it's not hard to see how good it can possibly be when, you know, there's there's players that I have on social media that, you know, the sunshine every single day or, or the top class gym facilities or the top class training facilities. It's just, for me, it's a no-brainer to go get involved if if you're you know, wanting to play full-time football and pursue a degree. So I think it's becoming more popular and it's only going to keep going that way because, as I say, that ripple effect, the more players that go, then the more players that want to go. Yeah, um, makes sense. Mikey, it's been a great episode. I appreciate you coming on today. I know you're you're kept busy and you're in season at the moment, so I just want to wish you all the best with that. Uh, Kev, thanks a million. It's my pleasure, honestly. Good stuff. Thank you.